This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi friends, this is Sarah May and this is an episode for Ken. Thank you for this topic. It's awesome and it's a really really big one. So it's pervasively parents. Um, I think I'm going to probably call it they just don't understand just because that's funny. (laughs) I might think of a better title but um, I know that this can be attached to a lot of really big feelings in us because it's one of the most major relationships you will ever have in your life. It's your parents. So if you are struggling with your relationship uh, it can be a touchy one that conjures a lot of emotions so just a heads up I'm going to make light of this and if that is going to make you feel weird I apologize in advance but it's just to make it more tolerable it's not to discount the pain it's just to make it kind of more light not so heavy so if your parents just didn't do their job or they just don't seem to get who you are maybe some of this might sound familiar And this could be a dad or a mom. I'm doing all of the voices because I have no access to Adam today. Mom, I was thinking about buying a house. You know, we are still paying off your college tuition and we are not going to pay for a house. So you should be saving your money. Mom, I finally have a girlfriend. (laughs) You're just, you're just breaking our hearts with this. How could you? Just marry a nice boy, please. Honey, stop the dilly-dallying and get married. You're not getting any younger, and you have got to lose at least five pounds if you want to get anyone to love you. I think I want to be an art major. Uh, you're going to law school. Mom, you really hurt my feelings when you said that. I am very stressed out at work. I just can't take it anymore. Mom, I tried doing drugs. What? Why why would you do something like that? Oh my god, I'm a failure. You didn't do a lot of them, did you? Um, no. Mom, I, I feel like I'm losing my mind. Oh, stop being so melodramatic, god. I got an A on my paper. What? Oh, I didn't hear you because I've been so tired lately. I just can barely function. Do I, do I look tired? No? Ah, oh, because I just feel so tired. No, you don't, you don't look tired at all. End of reenactment section. Uh, so I had a range in there. So some might be a little bit extreme, or some might be mild for you, but it can be anybody in your life. It doesn't be, have to be your parents. Um, but it's a relatable circumstance when you end up getting hurt by the parents, so you cut them out of your life to some degree to protect yourself. 
and maybe you hide things from them because you know they aren't going to be able to understand who you are, or you try desperately to get their approval, and it seems like no matter what it is, they just don't give it to you. They don't give you any kind of praise whatsoever. Or maybe you try to keep a balance, like you know they're going to burn you, but you try and like temper it, and you always end up getting burned in the end by something they do, do to you. So, Or maybe you have cut them out of your life altogether, because it's just that painful. So for any of these situations, if this sounds familiar, this is a podcast for you. Because it can have a very, very powerful effect on your emotions. And it can kind of betray all of the other values or standards you have in your life. Just this one relationship can just break you down to nothing. And because it's such a complicated relationship, you might end up feeling it's your fault. You might feel guilty. You might feel ashamed. You might feel like they don't love you. Or you might feel like you're not worth loving. That you have, they have a valid reason not to love you. Or you might feel alone, invisible. Or you just might be possessed by simple rage, just anger at them over their inability to be a parent and what a parent should do, which is love their kids unconditionally. So sometimes the emotions can also confuse you. So they kind of get stirred up like a boiling pot of mud and you can't tell where it's coming from, but maybe you just feel low and really bad whenever you're around them. So there's a lot of painful stuff connected to something like parents. And if you're relating to what I'm saying, I'm hopefully going to give you some specific insight into your particular dynamic so that you can begin to heal from it and choose the future relationship you want with them. So whether that means you're going to involve them more or less in your life or not at all, it, it will be more just a better way to approach that question. So as a disclaimer, this is different if you are currently being raised by this parent. So I know it's definitely difficult if you're still in their household um, because you have to rely on them for food and shelter. So there's not a whole lot you can do about this because they're your caregiver. So I'm going to try and give you specific tools at the very end of the podcast if you are in this situation currently. So I'll just start off with the pervasive causes of why parents are like this. Um, they're, They're simply incapable And usually they're trying, but with very limited tools. And this is not an excuse. It's to help you understand so you can make some sense of it. (laughs) So people are stunted by the needs they don't get met as children. And part of them gets stuck there, crying out for the thing they need, but forever. So if your parent is playing out a specific form of blindness with you, like they just can't see who you are or give you what you need, it's likely because they are stuck in the same exact place and they're just crying out based on their particular damage. So they can't can't even see you because they didn't get the tool necessary to accommodate you in their own growing up. And partly, I think, because a lot of them didn't have, they didn't grow up with the internet. They didn't grow up with access to so much self-help so many resources, and they were probably a little bit more isolated in their problem. And culturally, they were not encouraged to untangle it. So it's just a lot of older generations, it was not the same. You weren't supposed to admit a lot of the stuff you suffered, and there wasn't like a whole culture behind helping yourself and empowering yourself. So very simply, your parents are probably very stuck in certain parts of their childhood, and they are unevolved in those areas. And 
if you really don't care about that, if you are well aware of how fucked up your parents are, and that's just a no-duh, who cares part of the equation for you, then I'm going to offer you the next section because it's it'll explain how they are how they were able to allow any harm to come to you um, and then give you, I guess, just some possible steps you can take moving forward just to even let go of the pain um, because that's what this is really about. It's about you helping yourself be happier. So without further ado, there are eight of them, I believe, and uh, they, they run the gamut. So the first one, parents who are oblivious and in denial. So who, what that means is if your parent was ignoring your suffering and you were crying out for help, um, and no matter what you said or did, like maybe things actually happened in front of them and they did nothing. And so you, you assumed that they were just completely ignoring it altogether. Like there was no possible way they could not have known or seen that you needed help and there were serious problems. So when people are incapable of dealing with severe uh, situations, they go into a kind of um, automatic shutoff mode. So it's almost like they, the brain protects them by going on autopilot. So if they were to, for example, have experienced a severe kind of trauma or a life-threatening situation, this brain goes through the emergency shutoff system, and that's just called denial. So something happened when they were young, let's say, um, and they were unable to, I guess, address what was happening in front of them. Their brain just literally shuts off so that they are able to still function. And the reason that that happens to some people and not to others is some people are just born less resilient. So they're unable to tolerate extreme stressors. Like emotionally, they cannot handle it to the point they might just have a breakdown and have to be hospitalized. Um, it's just kind of like when people say they got in a car accident and their, their brain protected them, like they didn't feel any pain. So if it comes to your parent, uh, this denial around you in the face of paralyzing, shocking, painful, overwhelming situations is likely the result of a childhood experience in which they had to disassociate in a similar way. And now they are doing the same thing just as an automatic reaction to an overwhelming stressor, just like a turtle going in a shell. It's that they don't know what to do and therefore they cannot do anything. And I know that is a hard pill to swallow because it's, it's still in their brains like it's I guess the best way to think of it is it's an automatic system that protects them and they are incapable so if you're fighting this information and you're saying anyone could know what to do or just do something it's so obvious and they do have the knowledge so they weren't completely oblivious they could at least feel a connection to the suffering or offer something in the face of it like there's no, it's like uh, impossible to just witness something and not have some awareness of it. So it's not necessarily the lack of awareness, but it's the ability that someone has to approach it and do something about it. It's a powerlessness. It's like a state of powerlessness because sometimes people cannot deal at all. Like, to look at any degree of truth and confront it 
would unravel this safety system that they have set in place. So it's like, it's almost like maintaining itself for survival. So even if they do somewhat know what's happening, they cannot break from the protective mode in order to face it. And it just depends on how incapable and disassociated the parent happens to be. And that's kind of not fair. I know like it, it would enrage me to think of it in this way. So I, what I'd like you to focus on is processing the reality so that you can heal. Because if this type of parenting has happened to you, it's a universal result of it that as a child, you will likely have to make sense of the behavior and you'll likely have filled in the blanks for them just to feel okay because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to have somebody do this, like watch you in pain and not do anything about it. So a lot of the time we end up filling the blanks for the logical answer of the behavior just because we need to feel safe. We need to make sense of what they did. So for example, this will carry out into other uh, denial situations. Like you might rationalize when he didn't say happy birthday and he didn't show up for my birthday. It's because he knows I'm mad at him and he wanted me, he wanted me to know he's mad at me too. And he's just being passive aggressive. So that would that would be an example of a thought of a child who uh, is very confused at a father that did not say happy birthday or didn't show up for their birthday party. Like that would be a rationalization made for the parent's thinking when the parent in reality is completely absent mentally from the situation altogether for whatever reason. So it's what kids do to feel less vulnerable. So if you're in this stage of your adulthood and you're starting to kind of address that your parents did have denial and did not take care of you in the ways that they needed to, what you'll have to go through is several stages of processing. Um, and it's kind of like a mourning process. So first you're going to have to go through a confrontation of the facts and, and really accept them. Like accept that they didn't know anything they thought that you did, they did, and they didn't have this long storyline in their heads like you assume they did. They weren't present in the ways you thought they were. They were incapable. Next, you go through the getting really fucking mad about it stage. So it's the stage of really facing that feeling of like, how could you? How dare you? That's terrible. Like really getting pissed. And that's kind of a scary stage to go through because it's so overwhelmingly powerful. Like you'll have... If you haven't ever addressed it, like there's going to be some really pure feelings that will come out of you that kind of scare you. Um, but it's important to pull those out and express them and feel them because what happens if you store them, they convert into depression. Anger, if you keep it in, makes depression. It's a good recipe for you to remember. And I will say that like if you have a parent that suffers from denial, it's in part because they were never given layers of self and the tools within themselves to uh, properly deal with facing pain. And that's just partly usually caused by an old trauma. So after the anger stage next, the toughest stage of all is the sadness stage. And that's just really intense 
morning of looking at honestly at how it affected you and kind of feeling sad for your childhood self. So it's like looking at the fact that that happened and like really processing and purging just the loss of what you didn't get in your life. And so it might, that stage is always a little bit of a cry fest. So I recommend doing this while handholding a professional, like a therapist, because there's a lot of pain that is very overwhelming and it can be intense. So if it's also because it's like the emotions you had as a child. So a child's emotions are by nature very, very uh, big and overwhelming and powerful and, and basic. So it's not going to be, it's going to be a, a different type of pain than you're used to. Um, so after you get out of that stage, this is the good part. You get it out of your body. You become healed. And that's when you can look at what you want for your life now. You get to emotionally be sound as a pound. You can be around them. You can be okay. You can plan however you want to relate to them moving forward. Whatever form of a relationship you want to have, it, it can be anything. But all that's gone is the pain you feel around them. You can feel bulletproof. And that just opens up worlds of opportunity. Whether or not you have them in your life, you can just feel okay and not let this thing hurt you anymore. So it's so incredibly worth it. Number two on my list, the blinded parent identity. So what that is, is if your parent does not seem interested in your feelings or your loves, or they seem to care little about your current passions or pursuits, and maybe they withhold their love and praise and they insist on maybe telling you what you should be doing with your life, or they get mad at you for what you lack in your life, or they, they just can't seem to see who you are and stop trying to force you to be different. So why they are like that? All parents, to some degree, define their identity based on being a parent. So unless they are totally absent from their own body because they're on drugs, for example, um, they've li likely taken on this concept of themselves as your parent as a definition of who they are in their life. Like, I am a lawyer, I am a mom. So that is a defining trait to them. And it's Defining their behavior to you because they're being guided by how they believe parents should protect their children. So it's like a permanent badge that is like affixed to their person whenever they are with you. Like they're the Department of Parental Security. They just represent that permanently. The shitty part is that for you, the role blinds them to seeing you and being close to you. And sometimes it involves a ridiculous and intolerable amount of cruelty. It's just blocking them like a hard wiring. And it's not because they wouldn't love to know you. It's just that they cannot change their stance. So it all comes down to a real pure foundational need to guide you and control you for your own protection at any cost. Like they're, they're seeing you as this is my role related to this person. I must love and protect this person. And even when it comes to the meanest tactics, like shaming, it's still strangely coming from a place of parental love. Shaming is a tactic that's meant to control with a strong fist 
out of absolute desperation. So usually parents take on this tool from their parents, like it's a mirror of the model they learned. And it comes into play in your life when there's something symbolically in their own upbringing that they believe is so damaging to a person that it must be avoided so it doesn't destroy your life and the lives of your entire family. Melodramatic? Yes. Irrational? Yes. But when it comes to parents, they're old and they're often incapable of seeing who you are and basically any other way of living that might be better for you than what they want. They are trapped in the same system. Must protect, must love. Use the rule book of the Department of Parental Security. In other words, they're desperately trying to autocorrect your life. Like if I am effective at instilling fear in this person or making them hurt badly enough, they will eventually change and then they'll be happy and successful. So they're just following what they think is going to help you by trying to force you any way they know how. It's almost like letting you touch a hot stove to learn firsthand that it's hot. Now that's really fucked up, but they're doing that. They're hurting you to protect you. So the other half of this parent identity is it's also a definition of them. Like you're an extension of their definition of themselves. And if your life doesn't align with what they feel they built with their own two hands and vagina, (laughs) you, then they will feel like A, they are a failure and a bad parent. And they will also B, try to parent harder, shape you more so that you fit into the right family portrait that they show to their friends. But what I want you to focus on, whether or not it's fair, this person has taken on this role as their identity and it has blinded them to you because it has defined who they are. So it's almost like a person who wants to be thin so badly they cannot see how sick and skinny they look. So the program's kind of taken over and it's just a, it's like a, really old, dense thought habits, that a structure that's so strong, it actually shapes who they are as a human. So what is being expressed, expressed via you is very much an insecurity they have about themselves. And so you are defining how they feel about themselves. And that's why they take it so personally, if you are not the way they want you to be. So it's an extension of how well they've done in their lives, whether or not you have the right job, which is sad. I mean, sad for them, but it's also sad for you because that's not loving, it's not fair, and it's not what you deserve. But that is their problem to solve and not yours to accommodate. It's just where they are stuck and blind and losing out on the awesome reality that is you. But it still is painful. So some steps for you. First, you've got to accept that this is who they are and not expect them to be different because that's what's probably hurting the most is the expectation that one day it'll be different and they'll finally see you and they'll love everything about who you are. And that painful expectation, it just will set us up again and again and again and again to get hurt. If I just say it in the right way, they'll finally see who I am and like be proud of me and love me. And it'll just be this broken record of like what they think they need to do in order to be a good parent. So I will say that sometimes it can happen where it takes a really big dramatic event in life, like a birth or death or a wedding. Some sort of jarring milestone can break them out of the old broken record or role 
that they are stuck in. But you cannot rely on that expectation. So just, I would treat it like any other painful relationship you have in your life and prep the bruise, which is another tool. So basically, prepare before you are around them for the outcome that is going to happen, which is likely going to happen, which is the painful one. So you've got to stay completely aware of the fact that they are in this old operating system. They're not going to break out of it and protect yourself. And if you're not ready to be around them because it hurts so much, that's okay. You can process this and then prepare for it. And when you're ready, you can have them in your life again. But the most important part is accepting that they are incapable of giving you the praise and love that you deserve for being who you are. And it's not because they don't love you. It's because they love you in their own fucked up reality. So they are trying to save you when you are waiting to be hugged. And that is a a painful situation, I know. So just quite simply, see them as they are. Know that that is who they are. And when you are ready, you can heal enough to enjoy them as they are as safely as you possibly can. But I do want to say it's their loss to not see you as you are. And it's your loss to not be supported and seen but it's a waste of time to try and convince them of the truth. This is who they are. It's where they're stuck. So just focus on what it is you want from this relationship based on the truth of who they are. And you have to put yourself above what they expect you to be. I know when it comes to the repercussions of losing out on a relationship with your family, it can be really painful to disappoint them. And it evokes... Sometimes from their, them, like punishing behavior and resent and just constant expressing of their disappointment at witnessing, quote, their failure to be a good parent, a.k.a. you. So I know that's a really tough thing to deal with. So this is a tool, one tool that might help. Um, I'm calling it Play Tea Party. So this is for the times when you visit this parent and it hurts to not be seen by them. So first you have to prep the bruise and then basically you can play house. Like you you play this game of bending to what they want and using their language um, just to feel close to them. And so uh, you know what they want to hear. You know how to accommodate, accommodate their ego. And When you're doing it because it makes your life easier and because it makes you happy to make them happy, I think playing tea party like you would as a a little kid is actually a good thing. And it's just a way for you to kind of visit the love of your parents without having to betray yourself, without having to completely disconnect from them. So it's like you almost load up a little bit of a list of things that you know they want to hear, things that they've told you. Just ways to flatter them in their defined role, their identity of these parents. Like, it's almost like um, you're reenacting a play with somebody who has Alzheimer's. <laughs> you get what I mean. All righty, moving on. Number three, parents with cultural blinders. So what this means, your parents seem to let what is right or their standards or their traditions outweigh their love for you. So in some way they might choose their religion or their cultural values or their cultural rules over your happiness. 
For example, let's say you fell in love with someone of a different race and they are enraged at you or they refuse to accept that it's true. And that's like kind of a, an average example, but it could be something more subtle than that. So maybe you are caught doing illicit drugs and instead of having concern and wanting to talk with you, they send you to a, a doctor and they sweep it under the rug and never talk it to talk it. Talk to you about it, to you or to others. So the why behind this? The blindness caused by cultural value systems um, is embedded in the beliefs and understanding of life and the world in its entirety. So it's, it frames their very existence. And in many cases, it cannot be dismantled without their desire to do so and understand their way out of it. So sometimes to do so would actually threaten their understanding of self in a way that's much too overwhelming. Um, for example, so when it comes to religion, many beliefs require unconditional and unquestioned values as just their basis. So it varies per individual culture and it can have a million different factors such as their age, their generation, maybe what they went through during their upbringing and also their parents' parenting styles. Um, and the value system that was the most dominant that they were the most influenced by growing up. So, for example, when it comes to Asian families, there's a cultural dynamic of shame that is very much inherited. Uh, Brits, they have a practice of not addressing what's wrong. So there's a habit that's in, been inherited in part by the class system that manifests as a dynamic in parents regardless of whether or not they grew up in the class system. So it's almost like an echo of the dynamic that will just make a lot of people look the other way and not confront what's happening. So if you have British family, you probably know there's a lot of passive aggression. So those are just two random examples, but a lot of the time parents cannot accept things that betray their cultural value system. So no matter how unloving it is, it is just too powerful. So often those shape your understanding as an individual. And it's a, almost like a perceived necessity in them to align you with what they believe humans must do. So the beliefs themselves can be disempowering because they also make them hand over the keys to their own beliefs. So with any situation, they are trying to abide what they believe must be done in the situation. And sometimes it'll hurt them too. So it'll be them battling their own beliefs, but to undo the system that's set in place would be to deny what they perceive as truth. And for a lot of people, that's just impossible. So no matter how much it hurts you and what it costs them, they will have to enforce just what they think is right and wrong. Culture is sometimes like a rule book, and it can take people's power from them in this way. So in the face of this, what I would like you to focus on is if this is happening to you, first accept that this is what's at play and separate it from you and your own worth. Just understand it's not because you are not amazing and perfect as you are. It's got nothing to do with you and not being worth loving times a million. There's a vast 
void of comprehension between you and your parents, which is very sad. So it's going to take some time to accept and really know this is what's happening. And you have to kind of mourn that fact. They can't think like you. You are not what they want you to be like. And when it comes to really extreme situations, you have to protect yourself from them so that you might begin to not be affected by more of the negatives that can come out of them. So whoever you are, know that that is just as it should be. You're not wrong. You're not bad. You don't need to be corrected. You shouldn't have to be changed to be loved, period. I know the pain caused by wanting your parents' love is overwhelming. And if you're struggling with a conflicted sense of self, you want so badly to be what they want for them, because it's your parents, you want them in your life, but you're also knowing you are not truly that person at your core, that conflict is normal because you are a good and loving child and you want your parents' love desperately. So it's, it's one of the most painful, unmet needs you will ever have in your life. And that's the hardest part of this process for you. But really focus on just the problem for what it is. You want this unconditional love, which they should be giving you, and you're not getting it. And that's not fair, but it's not about you. It's not something wrong with you. So when it comes to you and who you are, you have to heal and let go of trying to obtain their approval because you have to accept that they're incapable of giving it. You have to really heal so that you can start to listen to who you really are, minus all this pain and longing. And just don't let yourself get mixed up with the terms and the rules that they have overlaid onto you. Because your belief system will heal itself. I know it's confused by things like this, but over an entire lifetime, you will evolve so much. Um, But that truth of your own beliefs must come from an acceptance of your truths and an embrace of who you are. must come from self-love and self-acceptance. It cannot come from force. It cannot come from somebody else forcing you to change. It's, It's not your job to make them love you. If they can't, that is their loss. So once you are strong enough in who you are and you are healed, you can return to this relationship from an entirely different angle. But you have to make sure you're healed enough before you do that. Number five, not knowing or caring who you are. So what this would be like. Your parents, though they are very kind people, maybe react to you with complete indifference or perhaps they just ignore you and don't seem interested in who you are or want to share anything you want to share about yourself. And maybe they just don't respond to you, like you try and involve them in your life and they just shut off. So the why, sometimes that's because they literally don't know how to merge their parental identity with you as an adult. So Maybe they don't feel useful or relevant and therefore they don't know how to relate to you or they just can't figure out an angle Because that was their only powerful identity, is that they were needed, or that they were your provider, or that they knew more than you. So when you don't need them anymore, sometimes they'll just feel obsolete and useless and even stupid. Like they might react with harshness and an intentional closing off to you because in their identity, they cannot say something like, 
I don't know what that means. Or um, I, I can't do that. Or it's like you can't, they cannot possibly be in the subservient or lower or vulnerable role. They have to be a parent. So you might notice things like if you were to say, if you mention accomplishments, um, they might even resort to old parent-like statements just because they don't know anything else they can say. Like if you're like, oh, I just bought a new house, they'll say, you should be saving your money. Like that's just the only thing they, they can think to say that might be helpful. And they can't possibly relate to you on this other level because they don't feel like they have anything else to offer. So it's a, a feeling of ignorance on their part and it's also lack of an ability to relate. And if they don't understand you, they will not engage you in the ways you crave. And that can be really painful. So if this sounds like you, what I would like to offer you to focus on, um, understand it's not coming from a bad place and don't take it personally. It's not about you. It's just them feeling completely incapable. So if you want to involve them more easily, if you want something with your parents, if you want to engage them in your life, try relating to them on their terms. So when you connect to them, connect to them around topics you know that they are comfortable around or actually like set them up in ways that they can feel useful, like they can feel like parents. So like kind of set them up for success basically. And I know this is not ideal and it's not what you want, but when it comes to somebody you care about, you want in your life, it's way better than nothing. Quite simply, accept their limits and decide what it is you want for you pervasively in your life. Because it's about your entire lifetime with them. You should decide now based on the entirety of it. Number six, self-centered parenting with a melodramatic act to get their way. So what this is, if you have parents that act like children who put you in a place of always having to listen to them, support them, parent them, which renders you invisible. Or maybe you're also constantly being forced to do things. Maybe you're being made to feel guilty for things or you've, you're always being told that you've hurt them terribly. Maybe they fall apart and they throw fits. In short, everything is about them. It's never about you. So the why behind this? This is a toughie uh, because it causes a lot of pain and can set up a dangerous construct for you as a child. But when parents have a particular kind of damage from their upbringing, they will be stunted in their built-in tools. So those tools are like their go-tos, almost like they have a bunk operating system. So for example, if you have a parent that didn't get unconditional love and had to grow up at a really young age, they will be stunted at that age emotionally, still replaying the same broken record and damage to you. So it's almost like you've met them at the same age that they didn't get what they want. Um, so you might ask for love and then they ask for more love. You talk about your problems, they ignore you and talk about their bigger problems. In other words, when needs are unmet and they go unaddressed and ungutted in some place like therapy, they merge into who you are. So your parent didn't get their needs addressed and then they never just talked about it with a therapist. They didn't process that pain. So emotionally, they're kind of stuck 
incapable at this age at which the damage was done to them. So that includes their tools for emotion, like they're using tactics and they have the emotional feelings of a child. So they might do below the belt types of things to get what they want. And that includes things to control you. And it'll be at the cost of hurting your feelings and making you feel bad. And for example, let's say you have a parent that bursts into fake tears when you get mad at them about something completely legitimate. That's a tactic of a child. It comes from a lack of tools and a lack of grounding within themselves to be capable of offering what a parent would give, which is a confident and present other half to this conversation. So it's like a kid saying like, I'm the boss, you have to be nice to me. And it's coming from not knowing how to deal or how to confront. And it's also somewhat unconscious. Um, It's also coming from the fact that they don't have enough love inside of themselves to be capable of giving it unconditionally to you. They needed somebody, likely when they were around your age, and that's all they feel still, is they still want what they didn't get. So you're almost competing for it in their mind. Like, if you say, Mom, I need love, they say, but I need love. And it's just a part of their emotional self is trapped. It's unable to be here with you now because it needs and wants validation so badly. So it's like they have nothing to give. So if you're around them and you love them, they are likely going to use you to get this need. Like they're trying to soothe this void still. And that sucks if you're a child. It's painful because you're not getting the love you need from there. They're your parent. They should be acting as a parent. Um, there's one upside, though, to this. If you, are, if you experienced this as a child, it likely became your identity to be an empowered helper and solver, and in turn it manifested into a very real and powerful set of tools as an adult. So it's, it's a good asset to have in your personality. The downside is when you're a child, that's painful, and you need help from your caregiver. You need a grown-up that's going to help you when you are scared, um, and not to mention, like, is going to listen to your problems and be there for you emotionally. So when your needs are ignored, it's also when rationalizations come into play. That's when your brain starts to create a story to make sense of it, like the whole, they must see me, but they're not mentioning anything because they're trying to make me think that they don't think that etc so how this relates to you today if you had a parent like this you likely too have many unmet needs and you are also likely codependent meaning you're very used to reading the thoughts of others and not having your own needs addressed and so that's something i think you should just look at because it has some serious repercussions in love specifically it can get you into trouble because If you are not used to having others do things for you and be loving towards you, it can kind of set up a lifetime of negating your own needs for the needs of others and just because you're a natural caregiver. So just food for thought. I think you should look into it. Codependent no more. Great book. Um, But back to the parent in question. So if you have a parent like this, you also likely have a lot of anger 
that needs to be addressed and processed. And that's just the anger over what you didn't get that you needed. And that can take a lot of time. But once you get it all out of your body, just by talking about it and accepting it, then you can come back to this relationship from a totally new vantage point and you won't hurt anymore. It's almost like you can love them in a totally new way. And if you aren't there yet, like if you're in the place of anger and pain, you will probably feel like that's never, ever going to happen. Um, so I will say, don't think about it now. Don't even look at that point in time, but just decide you want to process this pain and this anger so that you can just have peace from it. That's worth it in itself, just to be rid of this resent. Number seven, pure meanness and cruelty. So what that means, your parents lashing out at you with just flat out harshness, physical or emotional, um, like they just don't seem to love you or they just seem to inflict pain on you. Um, so why? When it comes to parents who were abused or they grew up with really harsh uh, and loveless circumstances, like for example, if parents in another generation were, let's say, put in um, a school where no kids were ever touched or hugged or loved, it like changes your DNA. It kind of sets up a whole new framework for reality. So if, depending on your parents' upbringing, they might have grown up with a completely different framework for love and they almost don't have the understanding or the ability to process ways of being loving. It's not something that they ever had so they cannot give it. And it's very unfair, but it means that your life was the casualty of their upbringing. Like they expressed what they knew onto you. So if you have been through a childhood like this, and you had parents who were intentionally cruel to you, you likely have a lot of pain to process and you will have to separate from them completely in order to really get perspective and heal completely from it. And it's a lot of pain. I know that. Um, but what I would like to offer you to think about is in the face of this, there is a point to focus on in the future. And that is the goal of shedding this pain altogether, of letting it go of not even harboring hate. That in itself is something you have to hold and you don't have to hate them. You don't have to hate them forever. You don't even have to, you can actually feel at least healed completely from it. You can actually love them for what they are and see them for what they are. But this is really about deciding you wanna do that processing for you. Because I think when it comes to really severe pain and something so big and so real and hurt you so much it's almost like you assume it's your identity and it's your job to hold on to this story or this pain for the rest of your life like you have you owe it to it to hold on to it and honor it and you don't have to do that at all it doesn't make it more real it doesn't make it more legitimate it's it's just about what you want for yourself do you want this to be a part of your identity or do you not because it's all up to you you're the one that has to carry this, and it's your sore. It's not theirs. And they likely have no awareness of it at all. 
So leave them out of the equation and just decide if you want to move on from this pain and hurt and put it down, you can decide to do the work towards that. And it might take a while, but once you do, all the feelings go away entirely. So just start on that thought and decide it for yourself, not about them. Which brings me to number eight. Addiction or depression paired with um, or any kind of emotional disabling, emotional disorder, mental disorder. Um, so this might manifest in a parent that was constantly making promises and breaking them or absent or um, maybe they're addicted to a substance and they promise to change, then they don't. Or um, volatile, um, a parent that was completely uh, unavailable emotionally, depressed, um, all of the above. And maybe they even had moments of lucidity about the truth of what they were like and who you are and what, what had happened, but then they lapsed backwards into the old absent behaviors. So the why, I mean, pretty much this, this is a, a situation that's not really related to the other ones because it's almost like they are not present. People that are suffering or that are possessed by an addiction, they are only living for one reason, and that is their addiction. It's almost like they're they're dead inside. And that that addiction is like the only thing matters to them. It's like they are serving it as a master. And it comes over everything, their life, their health, their happiness, and you. And that is completely not connected to anything else other than this it's like being possessed it makes them into a hollow minion of their vice so if you had a parent like this that was an addict you likely have a lot of hurt as a result of it and it can create a series of different mistruths in your understanding of yourself and of humans and of life in general and it can also create a lot of painful kind of repercussions in your adult life that you might not be aware of. So if this sounds like you, what I would like you to focus on, if you haven't already, I strongly recommend you go to Al-Anon meetings and pick up a copy of Courage to Change. I'll put a link in the blog version of this because it's the best book ever. I recommend it to everybody. Um, it's This is a whole podcast topic in itself, but the short of it is you're the casualty of a very terrible vice. And the, the person that was your parent was not capable of being what you needed them to be. They were occupied, and that's not fair. It's not an excuse, but to deal with this, you must get help for yourself and enable yourself to be protected from this person so that you might one day be able to decide maybe that you want to have them in your life moving forward. You don't have to do that at all. I will say this fact alone, just having an addicted parent or a parent with an emotional disorder, this has the power to manifest in a lot more unexpected ways in your adulthood than a lot of the other types of parents. So you should definitely uh, address this. Like you are likely codependent. You're likely negating your own needs in relationships. You're also likely unaware that you are choosing damaged romantic relationships or other relationships as a result of this. So if this sounds like you at all, I encourage you to look into um, at least reading about the topic. 
and I will post that book reference in the blog version. And if you had another parent that completely took over where this one failed, you might be completely healthy and functioning. It's all about having one role model that you can rely on. So those are all of the dynamics that I've covered, so I apologize if I missed yours. But with all of this information, it is not to explain it away as okay, and it's not to discount how much they fucked up. It's not to say it's not a big deal. It's to help you get some kind of closure and make sense of it so that you can confront and accept them as they are. And then either process the pain and just feel light as a feather, or you have an opportunity to come back to this relationship in your life anew. Because this too can change. It can be something new and different. No matter your grudges, you get to decide if you want to have some semblance of a relationship with your parents, you can prep yourself and have that without having to be injured constantly. When it comes to their limits, they are who they are, and often that's not enough or what we needed. But in their own way, they likely tried their best to be good at raising you. And once you get past the processing part, what happens is you suddenly see them as that. These just very flawed older people who didn't know what they were doing, who had issues, who tried very hard and who love you. And once you see that, and only that, you just feel love for them. You can give of yourself to them and just enjoy even just being around them. Even if they're spewing their weird isms at you, it's just the reaction in you has disappeared and it's the pain that's gone. And that's what's amazing is that stage is when you stop fulfilling the other half of their dysfunction And you might even see that you inspire them to actually, for the first time, see you in this new light and get to know you because you have stopped fulfilling the other half of the unhealth. So they might realize like, oh, they are happy. They are healthy. They are strong. And they're not a child anymore that I need to protect. But the most important thing I want to leave you with is think about how you wish to relate to your parents moving forward. And think about it from the perspective of the end of their life. Do you think at any point in your lifetime that you might feel differently about this relationship than you do now? Do you think that one day you might wish you had done things differently? Like when you are in your 80s, will you possibly wish you didn't shut them out or you you tried harder to just have something with them? Because they don't live forever, and when they pass, it often brings up a whole lot of feelings we didn't know we had stuffed away, refusing to address them. There might be some more longing in you that you can actually proactively address now. It's all up to you. You can do the work so that you can create something for yourself as a gift to yourself that you can take with you for the rest of your life in its entirety. And it's not about them. It's not about them being right and you having to bend to that. It's not that at all. It's just thinking on long and hard and planning for the future of what you want for your life because we can grow and shed our anger and one day you might wish something was different. So you have a chance to decide that now. If you want something more, work backwards from the goal and We'll figure out something that protects you. So 
I know I wanted to address just the fact that some people might be living in the household of the person that is still damaging to them. Um, so these are a couple tools for you. The first thing I will say, no matter how incapable they are, try to involve your parents. Tell them what you need. Keep yourself safe. Notify them of what's going on in your life and tell them what you need them to do. And if you can't talk to them for whatever reason, the first tool, find surrogates. Literally identify, find surrogates, people that can help you around you in your environment for what you are missing in your parents or your caregivers. So make sure you're reaching out to any and all potential people that can help you. And that could be a teacher, it could be a babysitter of somebody you know, it could be a parent of somebody you know, it could be friends. I think friends' parents are a really good one. Everybody of any kind of, that you identify as having very um, stable, safe, uh, comforting traits in their personality. Because the worst thing you can do is isolate yourself because when you need help from an adult and your parents are incapable, you need to have somebody you can call. Do not let yourself get backed into a corner and because that just starts to build. If you don't get help for one thing, then you're going to have, you're going to struggle with the repercussion of it. And it's going to set you on a course of your life that can lead to a lot of very major, just dangerous outcomes. Quite simply, talk to people all the time, as many as possible, about what scares you, about what you need, about what is upsetting you, what's hurting you. Be as vocal as you possibly can. And just seek out adults who can support you if you need it. And that means emotionally, that means resource-wise, and that means in an emergency. And get their cell phone numbers, get their email addresses, get in the habit of being open with people, talking to people, reaching out to people. It is your job to take care of yourself in lieu of not having protection from your parents, you have to find it in others. They're, they are out there. You have a gut. Use it and make sure you are choosing people based on them demonstrating that they are trustworthy. Listen to your gut. If something's telling you that something's off, listen to it. Get good at listening to those instincts. Do not betray them. Uh, next one, my tool list, do your homework. That means basically... Get really good at Googling. <laughs> Reach out for the support you need constantly. Just don't lightly peruse topics, but like curate the right kind of research. So if you're going through some tough stuff, find the, the right help for your particular personality. And I know it can be hard when you're like looking for some piece of information on the internet and there's a sea of misinformation and there's all these like crappy businesses that are trying to sell you stuff. So if you really can't find the right resource for you, write to me and I will help you. I will try my hardest to help you sift to find the information you need because there is a tribe out there for you no matter who you are. There's one who thinks just like you and you just might have to look a little longer to find it and sort accordingly. So don't get discouraged if you can't find the help you need at first. Just I, I actually recommend you go to message boards and just put out a call for help to the people who have suffered similar circumstances and they have 
a lot of them have done their homework for you and they can offer your question with thousands of resources that would have taken you a long time to find. And I know when it comes to the particularly paralyzing, shame-inducing problems, especially if you don't have parents that have ever promoted you talking about that stuff, it can be really terrifying and impossible to even ask an anonymous question to total strangers on the internet. So I have to say, just jump. Just keep it anonymous. Push yourself to reach out. Push yourself to gather information. Nobody's going to know who it is. Nobody's going to call you out. Be proactive about your own self-care. You cannot afford to not have the right kind of help when you need it the most. Don't isolate. Empower yourself and confront your problems. There is help no matter what it is. And in the long run, know that this suffering is going to build the most awesome layers of character in your personality because of this. Like, for real, I know it's shitty right now, but it's a gift in disguise. I, I do totally believe that. So hang in there. Stay connected to others. Tell others when you need help. Be vocal. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. Empower yourself. And for you and for everybody, I will be thinking of you. I hope this was helpful. I know it was heavy. Um, but I think there is a solution for everybody, no matter how much pain there is. You're in the pain now. The pain will end. Just decide what you want for your life and work backwards from that goal. And whatever it is, you can move through this and be happy. So I would love for you to share. If you think there's somebody else who might benefit from this, by all means, it only helps me to reach more people. So send you my love. And if you have the time, I would love, love, love a review or a like or anything. It helps me help you. Um, and send you vibes of positivity. And whoever you are, you are worth loving. And you can and will be happy with or without the love of parents. So smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.